Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. All right, everybody. This is Walzer Automotive Group. Uh, presenting Car Selling Secrets. It's a regular podcast that we do every week with Tom Bernard. This week, we are broadcasting live from the auto show. If you have questions about cars, you're more than welcome to wander up and just hurl insults at the group. We're kind of used to it because we're in the car business. Uh, Mary Valina is with me. She uh, actually runs the auto show. We're going to be asking her a lot of questions. And then Andy Swanson, general manager for our Hyundai dealership up in Brooklyn Park, will be joining us as well. Uh, Mary? I'm going to catch you off guard. All right. It's a tradition on this podcast that we ask guests to start off by telling the story of their first car. Oh, my gosh. If it's, if it's a crappy story, just make something up and lie. No, my first car was fun. It was a Geo Metro. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I'd rather like walk. 1991, I had a Geo Metro. No, it was great. Because um, when I would get in an accident with my friends, my girlfriends, we yeah. could just call some boy, f- some friends, and they would pick it up out of the ditch and just put it right back on the road, <laughs> and I was off. Oh, my God. <laughs> how, how often did you drive the metro into the ditch? Well, I was from um, a little town called Hayfield down in southern Minnesota, and I drove to Rochester for work every day. Okay. And, you know, we didn't stop for a snowstorm, even if it was a geo. So um, a couple times. Really? <laughs> I'm so, yep. Well, you probably could get boys in the Geo Metro. So anyway, <laughs> that's more of a compliment to you than the auto. Well, we were like understand. 16, so we were yeah, a little smaller boys. Um, tell us about the auto show. How many cars do you have down here? All the kind of the, the cool statistics. So there are over 600 vehicles in the Minneapolis Convention Center. And there are another 60 to 70, maybe 80, out on the roads that you can take test drives of right from here, from the show floor. Really, who's doing live test drives down here? Because I've been coming to this since I started selling cars in the early 80s. And the game was different then. It was to see how many cigarettes you could smoke and if you could pick up any of the models at the displays. But they didn't have live test drives back then. (laughs) Yeah, things have changed a little bit. (laughs) You can still try, but anyhow... uh... (laughs) Mary, I'm 61. I don't have a. Pr- I didn't have a chance then. I think my odds have not improved. I, I can't speak to that, but I can say that uh, Fiat Chrysler does have a, a lineup of uh, Rams. They've got some Dodge. They've got Fiat, which is a fun little car, uh, and then went Toyota has four different makes that you can test drive right here. Volkswagen has them. We have an electric ride and drive, which is really fun. So we have four different types of vehicles that are electric or hybrid, and we've got an Audi and uh, we've got Chevrolet out there. Um, Mitsubishi. So 
um, a lot of fun. That's kind of cool. And is that popular? Do a lot of people take advantage of it? They love it. And, and nothing against you as a car dealer, no, but it's, it's a great location if you're, if you're in the market, let's say, for a small SUV to, to, to look at seven to eight different brands right there. And then when you can actually get in a RAV4, for example, right on the show floor and get a feel for it. And do I want to upgrade to you know, the full-size SUV? Do I want to stay small? It's just, a, it's just a great environment. That is one of the great things about this. As an automotive retailer, it is a problem. You know, and it's only in our business. So if you're shopping for all these brands that are here, you have to go from one dealership to the next, to the next, to the next, select a new salesperson, tell them your tale of woe and all that sort of stuff. It's not like Nordstrom where you go, all right, I want to try on that pair, that pair. This, my wife is influencing Yes, this I can see this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the closest that we get to it in the Walls organization is down in Burnsville where we have four stores that are pretty much right next to each other. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is popular. But here... I think it's smart that they allow people to test drive, and I honestly think that it's smart that this is a non-selling show. It is. It is absolutely not. It is a non-selling show. So I don't know if the listeners know, but most of the people on the showroom floor, um, they're not necessarily dealership staff. They are hired by the companies to just be knowledgeable about the vehicle. They have no selling capability. I mean, they really couldn't sell you if they wanted to. Um, but then there are oftentimes, sometimes a dealership um, rep if, if you want to get a little bit deeper or you want to talk to somebody from a dealership. Yeah, no, I think that's helpful because we know there's always a push. It's usually a new legislature that comes into office and goes, damn it, why are car dealerships closed on Sunday? And we say, you know, it's not like going to Target where you're just going to buy an extra 12-pack of socks. You're not going to buy an extra Corolla, Right. Well, and God did say, let's rest one day. Well, but honestly, the other thing is uh, people like to shop when we're not around. We Pe- know that. People oh, oh, nice. So you guys like it because people can browse without any uh, hassle. You know, I go to my lot on Sundays, on Sundays once in a while, you know, especially during the winter if I have to plow or do something else. It's packed. Yeah. And people know we're closed. They want to be left alone and go drive the new models and look at it. And it's a little generational, right? Oh, nice. I worked at Towsley Ford when I was a young lad, and I used to go to the used car lot late. Saturday night after they closed and I put my card under all the windshields, see me for a great deal and then I go get there really early Monday morning and take them all away so nobody else figured out what I was doing. Yeah. See kids, hard work pays off. Look at him now. Actually it's not hard work, it's lazy work when yeah. you think about it. I figured if I put in 20 minutes and putting them out and 20 minutes and picking it up, it's it saved me a whole many, many hours of Call. You're efficient. We'll go with that. Here, take the phone book and see if you can drum up some business. That was always fun. <laughs> How about if I smack you in the side of the head with it? Uh, Mary, I did want to ask you a question. We've heard rumors that all the uh, Luther cars are infected with uh, coronavirus. Is that true? Can you? Doug, no. They're my friends. We I... have none of that here. We're not talking about that. Everyone is safe. <laughs> this is the cleanest building you could be in. They are doing extra wipe downs of, of everything. There's over 150 washing stations on the first floor. I, it's all good. I'm kidding. I had to bring it up. Well, you shouldn't. It's on everybody's mind. I think the timing of the show is perfect. Had this been in April or May, it could have been a different thing. It, it probably could have. But, uh, yeah. Yep. The turnout's been good. I had, to, I had a heck of a time parking, and I had to wheel my little cart in with all my stuff. And I was, I think I parked in Richfield, actually, so pretty good turnout. Today. Yeah, no, we have a great turnout. Big crowds. Uh, we had a grid strong first weekend. We're looking forward to a great second weekend. Um, yeah, it's, it's all fun here at the auto show. So the auto show is over... Sunday at, how, how late does it go? Six, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. That was always the worst shift to draw when you were a young salesperson. Yeah, why don't you go down and hang out at the Ford display from 3 to 7 on Sunday? 
There's pretty yep. not much going on then. Hey, but if you're trying to buy a car, it's a great time to come because the crowds do thin a little bit. So if you're serious and you really want to get in that type of vehicle you're looking for, that's that's a good time. So what's your, I know this is like having 50,000 children, you can't have favorites, but what's your favorite car down here so far? And it's okay if it's a brand we don't carry, because we'll, Paul, I'll call Paul and we'll just run out and buy the dealership. It's not, it needs to be a Hyundai, but keep going. <laughs> well, you know, the show floor looks nice. What's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, the show floor looks great. There's a lot of fun, cool highlights. Um, I, I happen to like Corvettes, and uh, that new C8 is is really fun to look I at. I wish we had more. We, you know, as you probably know, we bought Polar Chev from Thane Hawkins a year and a half or two years ago, and but we've sold out of our allocation. I think the first year of the Corvettes are sold out. That's a, I'll, I'll agree, that's a spectacular automobile. Yeah, it looks really cool. I don't care if it looks like a Ferrari or not. It looks really cool. I do, too. Um, yes. You know, we have three Nissan stores. We actually have an Acura store in Wichita, and if you take the NSX or the GTR, a GTR might outhandle it because of the all-wheel drive, but but for uh, for dollar for dollar, it's not even close because the standard vet comes in at $60,000, and I think the most you can spend on one is about ninety. Mm-hmm. When are they going to be on the lots, Doug? Well, I don't know that they will be because yeah. we've taken so oh, many really? orders on them. I think they're going to come in and they'll be there. You know, just they'll be there until somebody can come in and pick it up. But we, okay. you know, I think we were allocated six or seven at Polar, and we sold them all. Wow! Before Christmas, and I don't think yeah. that's unusual. I think every one of the initial allocations is sold out all over town. Huh. Well, I was listening to the stick out here, and uh, it's kind of fun to hear how the process went for buyers. You know, you got to pick everything from the trim that you wanted, the color of the trim, I should say, uh, the seat belt cover. There were so many customizations that it seemed like it would be a fun purchase. We have a Porsche franchise, and that's exactly how Porsches are built. There's no two that are like Yeah. It. What's yeah. the price point, though, for a Porsche? Well, it's quite a bit more, obviously. So so when you get Corvette. So anyway, that was just a fun car that I liked. Um, hey, we like rich people, too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> You know, they do have some really neat Bentleys. It's the only time I feel comfortable walking up to a Bentley. I'm a little intimidated by the dealership, and, and I could never afford it anyway, no, but you, it's fun to look at here. They are beautiful cars. Now, just, I can't keep keep track. I think Volkswagen owns Bentley now. Oh, do they? I don't, yeah, I don't BMW know. BMW owns Rolls-Royce. It's weird. It's like... Oh, I didn't know that. And we're cousins marry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Ford owned Jaguar. And then they trade each other, too, Ford later. Ford Jaguar for a long time, yes. and now it's owned by an Indian company. Right. Yep. So. No, and the, the Jaguars look great out there, too. So they've got some fun new models out there. See? Your 10 minutes is up. You did great. Let's hear it from Mary. Yeah. She All did right. an awesome job. Thank you very much for having me, and we look forward to seeing you guys at the auto show. All right. And selling lots of vehicles for you. Now Andy's got to do a five-minute commercial on Hyundai. Sweet. <laughs> 10 so more minutes of Mary. in the Hyundai world, Mr. Swanson? Andy's the general manager of our Hyundai dealership up in Brooklyn Park between... Uh, Walmart and Fleet Farm. The Fleet Farm. The Don't Fleet just say Fleet Farm. Farm. It's got to have a the. Sorry, it blew up. Yeah. Walmart and the Fleet Farm. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty awesome time to be a Hyundai dealer. Just about everything's new. I think we have top to bottom the freshest lineup in the market. Um, new Sonata, new Santa Fe, new Tucson, brand new Palisade. Uh, literally everything but the Elantra is less than two years old for a 
uh, totally new design or a refresh. Do you have any Palisades in stock? I know they're hotter. As an old friend of mine used to say, hotter than Dutch love. I never knew what that really we, meant, but it sounds good. They move quick. We had a really strong allocation of Palisades up at Walzer, so I've got six on the ground right now. Um, and they're coming and they're going and they're coming and they're going. I hate to ask this question, and I don't want to turn this into the coronavirus show, but are you running into any production issues in now, South Korea? You know, they had a minimal one. It, it, it's kind of funny talking to the manufacturers about the coronavirus uh, because I literally came from a Hyundai meeting where we were discussing it this morning. They're on the ball. They had an employee in Ulsan in one of the plants. The plant, Ulsan's their biggest plant. Yeah, Ulsan, South Korea, that produced the Palisade. Um, and they, had, they shut the thing down for two days, disinfected the entire plant, tested people, and brought them all back to work. I mean, it's remarkably efficient for handling it. Well, the other, the other thing about it is, have you been in a modern assembly plant? I haven't. I missed my chance to go to Ulsan two years ago. I'm yeah, going to make the next go, one. I went on that trip back in 2009. It was fascinating, except for the Koreans are pretty much convinced they're going to take over the world. They run the whole country like it's the army. We're car guys, and we're on the tour bus at 5.30 in the morning. First off, I work with them, so I wouldn't bet against it. <laughs> um, but, you know, second off, I remember you telling me about that trip. I go, how'd it go? And you'd just gotten off of, I think, 16 hours in coach. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Doug is tall, so it was uncomfortable. Yeah, my wife was in first class. She's 4'11". <laughs> so there's plenty of room for me. I'll tell you a funny story about that. I came down with a cold as we were leaving, and we... We switched planes in Narita, which is the big airport south of Tokyo, and my throat's all swollen. I just feel like crap, and I'm in the little concession stand, and I don't read Japanese. So I grabbed a bottle of pills and just put it on the young gal at the counter, just started giggling. And I said, sore throat, runny nose, and she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Apparently it was Japanese mydol, so... <laughs> I did find some stuff and managed to survive, but um, I was going to ask you a question. Tell us about the new Sonata. I, I owned one. I bought one of the first 11s when that was the hot car. Yeah, it, you know, we've had some really good conversations about it. Hyundai went all in on a midsize sedan. So it's a, you know, for any listener who doesn't know, it's a shrinking market segment. America likes SUVs. The world seems to like SUVs and crossovers. But Hyundai just decided to try and hit a home run on a midsize sedan, and for all intents and purposes, they did. Uh, it's now, beyond. Are they going to make an all-wheel drive version of it? Do you think? I don't think they're gonna. I mean, what what Hyundai is going for is they just want to make a really, really good front-wheel drive sedan, and the energy they put into it is fantastic. Frankly, the exterior lines are gorgeous, but the interiors are fantastic. Okay. You get into a new Hyundai right now, and it'll it'll blow your mind. I mean, the Palisade. Um, For those of you that don't know, a Palisade is a seven-passenger SUV. Seven or eight, the size of a Ford Explorer. Okay. Perfect. So to give people the one that they seem to know the best, if you looked at a Ford Explorer, um, it's going to be a little bigger than a Honda Pilot. It's going to be bigger than a Highlander. It's, it's a substantial vehicle. And the other thing is, is it's about as well-appointed and technologically proficient as you can get. I mean, I look at the trades that I've got on the lot just in the last week is 2020 Acura MDX, an wow. Audi Q7. We've had several Volvos trade out. We've had a few Mercedes. It's a gorgeous car. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it'll, it'll wow you. I mean, if you get behind the wheel of that thing, you will be shocked at what it's got. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my 64 Dodge Dart. Yeah. Until they bring back the Slant 6. Yeah, it's good to have a goal, though, Doug. You'll get there. I know. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, that massive... 
107 horsepower. Yeah. Just pin you to the seats. You know, I had a 74 Dodge Duster, and it didn't pin anybody to the seats. It was a terrible car. I know. They right. were, everything in the 70s was terrible. Uh, well, well car-wise. It was $35. The There's were, a reason the I had it. The bands were good. The cars were terrible. Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of Andy, uh, we're going to broadcast this episode uh, right after the Tom Bernard podcast tomorrow. You can always email him at aswanson at walzer.com. Or if you can't remember that, just email me directly at Doug at Walzer.com and I'll connect you. He's been with the company for a long time. He's a really good friend of mine, and he does a heck of a job up there in uh, Brooklyn Park. About once a week I get an email from Doug referring somebody to me who needs credit help, so we do that as well. That's right. Yeah. And you do it well. You can just bypass him in the future and go right to A. Swanson. <laughs> but, you know, we'll keep him in the loop. It makes people feel good. All right, we're going to uh, take a short break, one minute, and then we're going to bring in some more felons here to talk about some other brands down at the auto show. I'm this not the only one. Walzer Automotive's Group's Car Selling Secrets, and I'm Doug Sprinthal. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. 2020 never looked so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. All right, welcome back to the second segment of Car Selling Secrets from Walzer Automotive Group. I'm Doug Sprinthal, and I'm joined on stage on the podium on the floor uh, with three of our general managers, uh, Bryson. Is it Eberwein or Eberwein? I've never, I, I've known you for years, and I don't know if I have ever pronounced your last name correctly. So you didn't get it either one of those times, <laughs> but uh, technically it's Eberwin, and technically it's not Eberwin, it's Eberwein, but I've got multiple pronunciations throughout my family. I've got multiple pronunciations, but I'm going to go with Eberwin. Okay. So we'll just call you Bryson. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I'm like Madonna. I've only got one name. That's right. And to his left is uh, David Bear Beerwald. Beerwald, you got it. I know. Nailed it. There's, a, as you know, a famous musician, David yeah. Beerwald. Anyway, you're not a famous No relation. Musician. No relation. <laughs> David uh, runs one of our Mazda dealerships, the big uh, store down in Burnsville. You got and it. And on his left is uh, Jason Leckler. We love to call him J-Lo. He's uh, been with a company 
longer than I have, I think. When did you join? No, not long, 19 years. Yeah. Close. You're ahead of me. I came back in 04. I mean, if you add up all my sentences. All your tenures. <laughs> yeah. I, I got out for a while. Was, you know, first was a parole violation. They kicked me back in. But, nice. But you've been 19 continuous years. I think that, that is correct. Out. Yep. Uh, Bryson, as you uh, noticed, we tortured Mary by having her tell about uh, the very first car she owned. Do you remember your first car? And is there any cool stories about it? Did you drive it into ditches and have boys help you out? I I wish, um, but I didn't. I did not drive into ditches, nor did I, I find boys to help me. It was a 1984 <laughs> Nissan Sentra. JLo will like that one. Nice. Uh, I got it from my grandma in Canada, and we drove it back through the mountains, and it barely made it back through the mountains. Uh, drove it with my sisters the first day, learned the dangers of distracted driving, and almost smashed into a Suburban head-on, but made it through. Were the you stoned? Or? I was not. Okay. Um, that would be a better excuse. right over there. Yeah, that would be a better excuse than uh, trying to, it had the old tape player, and you had the tape with the cord coming out of the back of it. Put that in, plug that into the iPod back in those days and uh, try and get music. I was trying to get a song queued up and didn't go well. What was the song? I wish I could tell you. That'd be a much better story. It was an immigrant song, Led Zeppelin. We're going 70s vibe coming off of you and Andy. That's a good choice. I love the Zeppelin. Yep. It was uh, was Cyndi Lauper. I lied. Boys just want to have fun. Yes, that's that's my favorite. I was trying to find all the boys that uh, helped Mary out of the ditch. David, what was your first uh, rocket ship? Uh, first rocket ship was a 1994 Mitsubishi Eclipse, uh, a five-speed manual. Wow. Uh, so um, I actually got it before I turned 16, which wow. uh, was pretty cool. Uh, I turned 16 in September, got it in August. Uh, folks were gone one evening, and I had a couple of friends over and thought, hey, let's take it for a spin before uh, uh, the folks come home, didn't have the license yet. Uh, the, the adventurous side of it. I uh, had my. Yeah, I started now, driving at 12. Yeah, I yeah, had my now uh, current wife who I was uh, trying to uh, make my girlfriend. Yeah. With me, hold on. Introduce her as your current wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my wife. That doesn't seem odd to you? That kind no. of implies. Sorry, my apologies. Yeah. My wife. Another one in this. Yes, yeah. no, my, my Is wife. Is Doug a role model of yours or something? <laughs> three times. <laughs> no. I introduced exactly. Sarah as my final wife. My, yeah. my one and Don't only wife. Good point. Your current yes. uh, at, the, at the time, she was Unless not my wife. Unless you're trying to sex proof your marriage. No. no okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ended up taking the car out and uh, actually hitting a fox of all things. Um, and uh, my dad ended up finding out the next day and, and uh, the car was labeled the Black Fox ever since. So, so okay. that's how we remember it. I have a story similar to that. When I was 15, my dad and my stepmom took off to a conference. They were both um, develop, developmental psychologists that taught at the U. And she had a 67 Impala, 283 uh, with a power glide. And a good friend of mine had met some young ladies at a concert. and. He said, well, why don't we just go up and meet them? They live in Blaine. Well, I lived in Minneapolis at the time, and that back then Blaine was like the other side of the world. <laughs> We're driving up there, and the car overheats. I'm like, oh, crap. I open the hood, and the radiator hose was split. I'm like, well, I know how to fix that. So, we, you know, the cars are easy to work on back then. Got a new radiator hose, put cool in, went up, did boy and girl stuff, and came back, slid the car into the garage, and everything was fine until my dad knocked on the door about 7 o'clock Sunday night, and he goes, Son, call the Pope. 
I said, Dad, we're Episcopalians. We don't believe in the Pope. I don't care there's a miracle and we need to call the Pope. I said, what, what's this miracle you're talking about? And he goes, well, last Thursday, uh, your stepmom's car overheated and the radiator hose split and I was going to put a new one in, but it's a miracle. It cured itself. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm in a lot of trouble. J-Lo, what was your first car? Uh, 1968 Plymouth Satellite. Woo! With that slant six you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, but earlier. still, you can, it's a cool-looking car. Yeah, it was a fun car. I, I bought that when I was 14, working, uh, cleaning up job sites for my dad to earn the $400 to, because they upgraded to a minivan, you know, back in the 80s. And, you weren't going to uh, be caught dead in that. Well, no, and, and they were going to get rid of the, uh, everyone wanted to buy that car from them. I said, no, I want that car, because it, it was our family car before I had it. So, yep. But then I hit a deer going faster than I should have been, probably. Oh, Even with a gone. slant six. Were you or, <laughs> You can tell us. I might have, been. might have been. Might have been. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance. But uh, no, it was, uh, so I hit that going probably 70 miles an hour and uh, dented in that front end pretty good and then sold it to a demolition derby guy. So that was the end of the satellite, but. All right, let's start uh, with you, J-Lo. Uh, uh, Jason Leckler, we call him J-Lo because that's the way we used to abbreviate our names in the computer system, and it sort of stuck. Because he looks like a... I thought it was my dance moves and my figure. ...female but... dancer. Yeah, when he exactly. Um, <laughs> he runs uh, Coon Rapids Nissan, one of our uh, Nissan stores in the Twin Cities. What's new in the Nissan world? Cool, groovy, hot product. What do you like? Yeah. What are people digging? Well, Nissan's really exciting right now. Every single model is either has been in the last two years or going to be in the next two years redesigned. So we're really pumped up about that. Um, you know, Andy tried that shit, and it worked pretty well. He got a right <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's here at the show, um, and I haven't been out on the floor yet to see them. I'm going to do that right after this, but uh, I know the all-new Sentra is there, and uh, we have it on our, when we've sold a couple, and it is an amazing upgrade from what the previous was it's, it's got, a much bigger car right it's a little bit bigger a little roomier but most importantly it's got all the same safety and technology features that you expected to get in a maxima or an ultima they actually are putting it in the central so they're not decontenting it like they often used to it's it's very yeah they were very sharp known for the central was kind of like really a rental car that yeah if you made a mistake you might wind up buying one but it was really built for the rentals <laughs> you know no 100 percent and uh but it's it's a really nice driving car and got all the technology you'd want and expect from a from a new car in 2020 so we're very excited for it so uh, one of my favorites and i've sold a few to friends actually i just send them into your stores and you guys do all the actual work <laughs> Uh, the all-wheel drive Altima seems to really have taken off. The first year, I was a big fan of that car, and, and it just didn't sell. But right. it seems like it's uh, yeah, it has taken off. Now. It's taken off a ton. I mean, you know, a lot of people that had gone to Rogues and other small SUVs because they wanted all-wheel drive, um, but really they prefer driving a sedan. Now they have a really nice option, um, and uh, that. Uh, in a good sized sedan with all that technology and good fuel economy, but also all wheel drive at the same time. So, Better is than, it true you have a, a sign on the show floor that said Legacy Suck by an Altima? I was just going to say it's, Bryson's it's, gonna it basically makes that there. Subaru thing look like nothing. Nothing special. wrong with a little competition. Yeah. You know, the, the reality, I think, is that it's getting harder and harder to buy a bad car. I mean, 100%. Some stuff fits people better than others. 
some people see themselves in trucks and SUVs, other people are more passenger cars, but regardless of what you get, uh, I would say that the leaps in technology in the last five years are as dramatic as any change I've seen in the automobile business since I started selling cars. When I started in the 80s, the big tech improvements were airbags that came along in the late 80s, uh, anti-lock brakes, um, and fuel injection. Yeah. I mean, those really were, for those of us that were old enough to have driven cars made in the 60s and the 70s, you know, they, the 60s for sure, they looked cool, but they weren't particularly great automobiles. They weren't the <laughs> safest things in the world. You got a lap belt and a metal steering wheel and drum brakes and a 5,000-pound car uh, with a six-inch radial or bias ply tires. So Put it I, I would yeah. say the technology in the last, yeah, it depends on the, the manufacturer, but since 15 or 16 is just tremendous with radar-guided cruise control. For those of you that don't know what that is, if you set your cruise control and say you're set at 65 and you come up on a car that's only going 60, it'll automatically slow the car down to keep the diff distance at 60 miles an hour. Lane departure alerts, I've got them in my car and it's saved my butt maybe three times. And I think I'm a pretty good driver, but it tells me that I'm actually not. <laughs> you need assistance. Yeah. So I yell at the car and then pull back into the lane. Anytime um, you're setting Cindy Lopper on your iPod. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pulls you back. It's the yeah. Cindy Lopper option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you get a bottle of this stuff because she has psoriasis. It cures that. Oh, it keeps you from driving into the That's pit. why I like her so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right on, Doug. Uh, you know, obviously I've had the luxury of working at multiple manufacturers so with Walzer. What you, what you, I mean, you've been around the horn, so to speak. Yeah, so... Uh, my, I started in 01 as a salesperson at the Buick GMC store. I was general manager. My first general manager job was the Subaru store that, that Bryson is actually making a good store now, yeah. now that I'm gone. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then I've, I got to run the Buick GMC store where I had started. I got to be the general manager there for four or five years, and now I've been at Nissan for two years. And, well, you're you know, skipping a few stores. You worked well, at Moser Chevrolet yeah. up in New Hope, and then you ran the Chrysler I mean, my resume takes a little while to get through, so I was trying to... <laughs> that's good, though. I mean, it's, it's really about providing good customer experience. Yeah, I did run Chrysler for, for a couple of years, and I, I had a few stints working with our good friend Greg Davis at the Toyota store. And So, yeah, no, I've been able to... Uh, my point of bringing that up is had a lot of uh, experience with all the different makes and models. People ask me all the time, you know, what's your favorite, this and that. And obviously, we might have our personal favorites, but at the end of the day, I think you're right. I mean, everybody makes a really good car, and, yeah. and, and it's just finding the one that best fits your needs and wants. And But uh, it is, it's what I think is most exciting is seeing all the things like you were talking about that now are considered standard features. You could never imagine not having them. Right. But back, you know, in, in 2001, it was, or whatever, pick the year, but it was like a new option. And now it's like, if you don't have that in the car, what do you, what do you got there? You well, know, it's so. kind of changed. I did some sales training with a car dealer group last week in Greeley, Colorado. Don't go to Greeley. Really nice people, but there's like a manure assembly plant on the east side of town, and it's, it's the smelliest place in the world. Again, the people are really nice. But I told them we were talking about test drives because test drives have kind of changed over the years. I mean, people are really familiar with cars. Usually they'll just drive them around the block. I said, with this technology, your customer is not going to have the, pardon the use of the word balls, to try out the automatic braking feature. You have to do that for them. Right. And then they'll go, yeah. holy crap, this yeah. is cool. And they're not going to do the radar-guided cruise control or lane departure alert or all that sort of stuff. Um, 
In the Nissan world, though, still the rogue is king. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, in the top five or six selling vehicles in North America last year, now trucks are always the top three. F-150, or the F-Series pickup truck has been the number one seller in North America, I think, for 30 years. And then uh, FCA, which is Fiat Chrysler, or more commonly known as Dodge or Ram, and, and General Motors fight back and forth. I think this year, Ram came out on top, mm-hmm. Silverado and, and Sierra were, were uh, third. But uh, the Rogue, I think, was the fifth uh, highest selling vehicle, and that's a lot of people don't realize that. It's been an incredibly popular vehicle, I think, due to some strong lease incentives, too. So, Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's a great... Uh payment car for people and it's got all like did we, you bore them to death or was that my you know, <laughs> sorry guys yeah go get some beer and come back and heckle all right bring two but yeah no it is is a great package there's a lot of cars in that segment but i think nissan's done a great job of of providing a real reliable safe and uh fuel economy you know small suv cool all right we're gonna <laughs> yeah I almost feel like I got to blame my inventory manager for that. He seems to love black more than anything there is. But uh, I'm telling you what, it sells. There's nothing better looking than a black car. But uh, when it's clean, when it's clean, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with a rebuttal from uh, Mazda and Subaru about why Nissan sucks. Stick around for the <laughs> final uh, episode or segment of Car Selling Secrets by Walzer Automotive Group. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. And we are back with the final segment of Car Selling Secrets from the Walzer Automotive Group. We're recording down at the auto show this week, and we'll be broadcasting this as the regular time slot tomorrow, right after the Tom Bernard uh, family podcast at uh, 1 o'clock. But you lucky folks are cool enough to hear it live. How exciting is that? Well, we had three. Yeah, the yeah, we lost talking two. about stuff, and the crowd diminished by sixty-six <laughs> percent. I want to talk about Subaru for a little bit. It's it's funny how we wound up with the Subaru deal because there's two people here that are really involved in that. 
Um, uh, the Walzers were buying uh, what is now Walzer Honda in Burnsville from Thane Hawkins. And at the closing table, he goes, you know, I got the Subaru franchise sitting over there on the used car shack. Do you want to just take it? Well, they were selling, what, eight, nine, ten cars a month. That wasn't thought, a lot. You know what? It's free. I guess we'll take it. <laughs> and this was before the recession. And we thought, you know, if we can get it. What was our original target? Like 40? 40 total, I think, that was, was our original yeah, goal. We're yep. going to build a new store, first lead certified car dealership in North America of any brand. And JLo went down there as the general manager. And we thought, you know, if we can get up to 40, things will get rocking. Well, Subaru, for some reason, really came on. And I think part of the story is a local uh, company, uh, Carmichael Lynch, who took over their national advertising account. And they came up with a whole campaign back in 07 or 08 that's still around today. Love, it's what makes Subaru a Subaru. It's been an incredibly resonant uh, campaign that doesn't talk about, you know, giveaways and deals and all that sort of stuff. And what happened was this brand new dealership, the, the goal was 40. We, I think we had a couple of hundred months where we hit 200. And we had six service bays and we couldn't fix them all. Um, so we kicked J-Lo out of there and, we went to Subaru <laughs> and said, hey, you know, if we build you a brand new uh, a Subaru dealership in Burnsville, will you give us another one in South St. Paul? And they said, okay. So when you think about it, from 07, we went to from selling 10 cars a month and having a total of five or six service bays. I think between the two Subi stores, it's now, what, 70 service bays? It's close to it. That's just wow. an amazing growth. So what's groovy about Subaru? Lay it on us. Everything, everything is groovy about Subaru. <laughs> um, and you're right about the advertising campaign. And the nice thing is, is that it wasn't a flash in the pan campaign. Subaru was really operationalized it throughout their entire company. So I was out at the factory in Indiana in October and the entire factory from all of the manufacturing pieces to employee trash to the lunchroom to everything is zero landfill. Zero, yep. Yeah, so they've got everything gets recycled, everything gets put back, so the, the ethos that comes from that marketing campaign cascades throughout the company. So we're extremely excited about all of our models. I can do the exact same thing and talk about how recently they were redesigned, all the technology, but the reality is, is that the company that Subaru is, is in my mind, the one car brand that actually is a brand and stands for something. Um, so there, I, I would say it's as, as strong a brand as uh, Ferrari and Jeep. Yeah. Which, when you look at the power of the actual brand itself, those stand out with Subaru. You know, we're coming off of a season that Subaru calls "Share the Love," where we give back. Move over. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Cindy Lauper didn't do it, but "Share the Love" did. Um, where we give back to the community. So we've got, you know, little over $40,000 that's going back to our charities of choice in the community, um, which were Make-A-Wish and Rain and Sarcoma. And we're extremely excited about our involvement in that. On top of that, Outback Legacy are the last two vehicles to move on to Subaru's global platform, which allows streamlining and manufacturing and really allows for a quieter, safer, better car with new technology, like lane, you know, instead of lane keep assist in your car, it's lane centering, where now it's actually tracking the lines, keeping in the middle. We're getting dangerously close to the uh, fall asleep while driving in between here and Grand Forks. The roads are straight enough. Yeah, don't, don't try that. And Please don't. Don't tell them. Don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you have one model that I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, it's probably a little smaller in Palisade, but it's along that line. That's the newest scent, right? Absolutely. It's It's been the one model where month over month over month over month, we just keep seeing consistent sales increases. And frankly, part of it is people are starting to realize that it exists. Um, yeah, because they had a, it's a three-row SUV is what we call it in the business. And they had one before, but it was cursed with a horrible name, I think. It was called the Tribeca. It was cursed with multiple things. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually sale-proof. Yeah. So it's it's been great to see the Ascent start to catch on. I think we've got one here. I know we've got one here that we did up with uh, one of our partners that wrapped the roof, blacked out the wheels, did everything to make it look as mean as possible. But it, it truly is from a content looks, drivability, fuel economy standpoint, it's up there with anyone else in the class. Cool. My dad's a uh, multiple offender Subaru owner. I sold his first one. He lives on top of a mountain in the summertime in North Carolina. And he doesn't like trucks. I said, Dad, these Outbacks are perfect for you. He'll just love He loves it. Yeah, I've got an Outback as well. And I did uh, as much research as I possibly could when I was buying it and tried to live the life of your standard customer and ended up with an Outback. So absolutely love the thing. It's weird to shop as an insider, isn't it? it? I don't it, know if I believe that. Well, yeah, the car the car before, I just called J-Lo and said, hey. Yeah, apparently I, the Mazda store was closed that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call, called J-Lo and said, hey, I need a truck. And two hours later, I'm driving home in a truck. So wow. it was. it's definitely a, a strange bubble to live in. Yeah, I sold my dad and stepmom their last one in 17, I think. Because of eyesight, which isn't that yep. what they call the Subaru yeah, absolutely. safety technology? My stepmom's a, just a shitty driver. <laughs> <laughs> probably saved both their lives at some point. She's had more uh, uh, horses shot out from under than and than a NASCAR. <laughs> anyway, yeah. David, what's groovy? Cool oh my at gosh, Mazda? at Mazda. So I'm actually newer to well. Let me take that back. I actually started selling Mazdas almost uh, just over ten years ago uh, at Walzer Mazda in Burnsville. So. Uh, I recently took over as a general manager back in August, so uh, it's kind of it's awesome to come full circle and now take over as a GM there. But back to your point when you were talking about how cars have evolved, uh, the Mazda brand, uh, yeah, amazing how this has evolved from 2010 to in, in 10 years. Um, so they just introduced the new CX-30. Which okay, is where a, does that sit between the CX-3 and the 5? Uh, right in between, okay. right in the middle. So they um, couldn't call it the CX-4? Could not call it the <laughs> CX-4. we got to go CX-30. Uh, it's part of their Gen 7 uh, uh, platform that they're going to now. Um, so the cool things with this car, they're introducing now the uh, uh, Mazda Mobile, essentially, the uh, connect-to-car. So that comes standard on the car, three years, free remote start. Again, give, runs all your diags, everything right off of off your phone. So Mazda's going to be rolling oh, that up. You know, I had a Buick that had uh, OnStar, and I love that starting your car from your cell phone. And, and I'm cheap, though, and that was only a year, I think, with General yeah. Motors. Like, damn it. Yeah, it's I one of those things you, the old way. you think about all those those things that you didn't have. Now when you have them, you, don't, you want them and have to have them. And, and you know, this is going to be a standard feature. I'd sit around and they'd think I was working and I was just in my cube checking my tire <laughs> pressure. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, CX-30 is a, a big thing. You're going to see a lot of a part of the Feel Alive campaigns that Mazda's coming out with during a lot of the sporting events that they've just rolled out. You probably saw it during the Super Bowl. You're going to see a lot more things with Mazda. 
Uh, Mazda 3 rolling out with the all-wheel drive side of it. Um, we talked about the Ultima all-wheel drive. Mazda coming out with the all-wheel drive uh, package on the Mazda 3. Crapping on that legacy market, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, forgot to, I forgot to rebut the whole legacy thing. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, when you do it first and you do it well, everyone tries to copy you. Oh, but in wow. like Elizabeth. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, the CX-30 and Mazda 3 actually were just nominated for Car of the Year. So uh, pretty cool uh, hearing that from that. Uh, so when does the, a lot I did, of good stuff. When does the 3 all-wheel drive come out? Or is it out already? It is out, oh, it out is. already. Yep. The Mazda 3 all-wheel drive is out already. CX-9, they just rolled out something really new. Uh, cool. The nice thing about being Mazda, obviously, a smaller manufacturer, you're as a dealer, they take our what our thoughts for what we hear from our customers, and they actually implement it. It's it's They've very cool. They've always been like that. You could yeah. always talk to them. So we actually were asking for bucket seats in the CX-9. They rolled that out in 2020. We're asking for. I mean, it, we've been asking for the remote start capabilities, all these different things. We've asked for um, the the remote start. Um, yeah, they've, they've just rolled out. They've been so awesome to work with for me just coming in, and I now have a CX-9. you got to get in them. These cars are phenomenal, the way they drive, the way they handle. Um, now, if I remember right, CX-9, this is a while ago, and this, I don't know if it's ever happened before, one Motor Trend SUV of the year two years in a row. I think that was like 10 and 11 or something. Yep. But anyway, it's got a pedigree yeah. is, I guess, my point. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, racing heritage, too, that a lot of people don't know about. I mean, it's so are they bringing back the rotary? <laughs> no comment. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> no, it's it's a, a great idea that just it, maybe this time around they'll get it to work. But God, those, those cars are cool, but they're they're a little fragile. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they've uh, they've done some amazing things. It's a really good time. If I suggest, if you've never been in a Mazda or or thought about it, get in one, drive one. You will feel a difference. You know, one pitch. I know we're talking about brands and stuff, but this is something that that, that bears repeating. Walzer, as a company, came out with something called Walzer Care last October. And what that means is, I think all new cars except electrics, which we have very few of, Correct. come with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, which includes roadside assistance if you get a flat tire, run out of gas, lock your keys in the car, you're covered. So it's a, it's a pretty good deal. So if you are shopping competitive dealers, and we know people do that after they come to the auto show, they go, okay, I want to buy a Legacy, an Altima, a 3 or CX-30 or whatever it is, then the next question is, uh, who do I want to buy it from? And, and that's part of the way that we get people to go, pick us, pick us, pick us. It's pretty effective, actually. It is. We'll keep oh, going. Oh, sorry. I, no, um, sorry no, you know, and, and for the auto <laughs> show side of it, too, Mazda did roll out some auto show specials from that side. So, yeah, definitely swing on down to Walzer Mazda in Burnsville. Yeah, um, don't go to the wrong one. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's in right off of Buck, uh, Buck Hill Road. I can't miss it. So We were talking to our audience member um, <laughs> about why Mazda is so strong in the cities. And, and, I, and I said it in between segments, I really think part of that is success is driven by both ourselves and our nearest competitors, Maury's being really passionate about the brand for over 30 years. Uh, and we bought uh, Polar Chevrolet Mazda from Thane Hawkins just 18, maybe two years two ago, years coming ago, up yep. in that. First thing we did, bought a, built a brand new Mazda dealership right across the street in, uh, uh, from the Chevy store up in White Bear. So we've got you covered both places, but 
the general manager up there is quite frankly kind of a dink, so I would, I would <laughs> make the drive down to Burnsville and, and uh, connect with Dave. And I hope he's listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to make sure he yeah. Yeah. This is what you get for not. This is what you get for not showing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, same thing goes for Walzer Subaru in Burnsville, not to be confused with Walzer St. Paul Subaru. Yeah, the St. Paul Subaru. Yes, <laughs> I have two other competitors in the Walzer uh, name, so. You know, yeah. well, you guys have it easy. Yeah, Burnsville is the place to be. You got yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coon Rapids. That's we across need zero audience members. Rivers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in Burnsville, sir? I actually drive a garbage truck. Our shop is in Burnsville. Okay. I've never seen your face, but I hear you on the morning show all the time. I know, and it, I get so much crap about that. I was in Mexico with my wife, and met a few listeners down there, and one guy goes. God, you look so different. I just assumed you wore a suit all the time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're lucky you've got underwear on, buddy. You got the face for radio, right? That's right. Isn't that what yeah. they say? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of an old joke, but so old it's in the Bible, actually, David. <laughs>